Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 123, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers fuck. and their Coke industries and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Anna bought a coconut. She bought it to the office just to have a little treat with the cold brew. You put the Zaid in the coconut and drink it all up. You put the Miles in the coconut. He smoke a fat blunt. You put the Jack in the coconut. He throw his hands up and say, Zaid gang. Uh, that is courtesy of Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, and I'm, th- <laughs> and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Bong Dylan, a.k.a. The Weedles, a.k.a. The Rolling Stoners, a.k.a. Janice Potlin, a.k.a. Jefferson Airblaze, a.k.a. Hyman and Garskunkel, a.k.a. Crossweed L's <laughs> Hash and Blunts, a.k.a. The Doobie Brothers. I'm in a garcia. <laughs> so violent. AKA Parlalit chronic with George Splifton and the great 420 reference Deadheadies. Yeah. Yeah. Did it. Thank you to Hannah Soltis. Shout out to you for providing another just inspired string of AKs. One of the greats. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Holly Laurent. Welcome. Hey, thanks so much. Am I picking up on um, you guys like cannabis? Uh, I do. Miles is a Jack guy. Jack had to put it down. Had to put it down, man. He was getting way too into it. Liked it too much. Actually, it gave me panic attacks, <laughs> but I insisted on <laughs> smoking it uh, because I thought it made me cool. And yeah. <laughs> so now I don't do anything. Oh, um, yeah. See, so going to Catholic high school smoking weed made you cool. Right. You know, like, yeah, no, I know. I insisted on doing it because I was like, I just like the idea of me smoking pot, like me as right. a guy who can smoke pot, but I never could. I smoked weed because I love New York rap, and everything right. was like, okay, so I have to smoke L's forever, smoke everything forever. And I that was a felt, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. That Every I rapper I liked talked about smoking weed. I was like, I'm going to do this. And never, never <laughs> happened for me. Uh, hey, you know, some of us are just... The chosen. Yeah, you know? guys, if you smoke weed and you get a panic attack, you don't have to keep doing it. You're cool even without the weed. See, where were you to tell your younger self <laughs> no, that? Exactly. Uh, Holly, are you a fan of the cannabis? Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. Yeah, okay. great. Yeah, Mary? she's lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Love her. Yeah. Love her. Uh, did you, you grew up, I've, from, you know, we spoke a little bit. You yeah. know, you grew up in a fairly religious household. Yeah. Uh, were drugs and alcohol just basically demonized in your household? 100%. Yeah. Um, the the whole, like, rule of thumb for living um, was don't drink, don't smoke, don't have sex. That's all. That's all right. you have to do. Do everything else. <laughs> Murder, yeah. steal, so, arson. You know, so being a teenager, as soon as I, you know, was a teenager, I was like, oh, okay, so that's a prescription for exactly what I am going to do. Oh, okay. So that it had been front loaded so much, like the stakes that you're like, okay, the second I have a little bit of autonomy, yeah. we're diving right into that. Yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah, to yeah. work like that. Yeah. I found out. But I don't even think like drugs were necessarily that much on my parents' ra- radar or the church. It was more just like cigarettes, alcohol, mm-hmm. sex. Right. You know? Yeah. I think the three big ones. Yeah. yeah. You got to watch out for. Yeah. 
Um, because there's a very real hell that awaits you that is eternal conscious torment if you do any of those three things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless no. you have a marriage certificate and only do with that person you have that right. license with. You I had to a, get a license from the state. The real gut check I had to really know that I was leaving any kind of notion of Christian guilt or hell behind is when I rolled a joint with the notes paper in the back Miles. of the Bible. Miles, don't even say it. They're blank, baby, and Miles. they're the same thin thickness as joint paper. Okay, yeah. and I was like, "Bro, we don't have papers." Is I'm that, like, "Yo, bring that Bible real quick." Is that a sin or an extra? Is it extra sending you, you to hell? You know because what I it's thought? Blank. You know what I thought in my mind? There's what? no scripture on it, right? So it's just paper. It's the word. It's not the word of God necessarily. It's yeah. just the uh, page that protects the word of God from the cover. Which, but the funny part was, even though I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it," I was very scared at the time. Oh I was like, yeah, man, this 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 could be fucked oh, up. See, probably. I think it's respectful that you used a, a back page and not yeah, like one that right. actually had scripture on well, it. Well, I'm not a heathen, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I every time I check into a hotel room, which is a lot, I always just grab the Book of Mormon and the Bible and I draw a ding dong on the first page. Oh, nice. It's usually squirting. Yeah, <laughs> let them know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and very that, cool. Very and it cool. has like a few pubes on the balls. Oh, nice. Are they curly, okay. jagged? What do you do? Like spider webs? Curly. Jagged. Okay. <laughs> Who's got jagged hair? Some, you know, like some people crimp the ball hair. Yeah. You know. You never know. Well, thanks to my new uh, kit from Manscaped, yeah. I can style my ball, ball hair in ball all hair kinds crimping. of ways. Uh, I like awesome. your I Voted sticker. Thank you. Very proud of you. Yeah, I'm still wearing it from three elections ago. <laughs> Do any was there an election you? recently? Yeah. Oh, I knew Yesterday, that also. Yesterday, Miles. Yeah, and I was so so down for that. All right, let's 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 come clean. We're recording this on Super, Super Tuesday. Tuesday. Super Tuesday. Uh, yeah. Which is the only part of the democratic process that is named by morning zoo DJs. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome to Super Tuesday. Ow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we don't know the outcome of uh, Super Tuesday yet. I My stomach is a not. I woke up to I'm so freaked out about it right now. I don't know why yeah. I can't just relax. We'll see what happens. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. It, it, I think I we're know. already in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of eternal conscious torment. Once I read a little bit of philosophy where I think it was Alan Watts or someone who was like, who's to say that this is not hell right now? Yeah. And right. I was like, fuck, dude, well, yes. Good yes. place. But with the idea of like multiverse and all that, it does seem like whatever reality, knowing that like Einstein says reality is like an illusion and there's, you know, mm-hmm. we're whatever we're stuck in right now really feels like this one has jumped the tracks. Like (laughs) from like 2016 on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, within the next day or so, I'm going to see a bizarro version of myself like around town. I'm like, oh, they're converging now, aren't they? Right. Right. And isn't it when you see your doppelganger, you are going to die or something? You either I have to like fight each other or have sex, I think is the rule. Well, when I saw my doppelganger, <laughs> uh, I would I'd, love to have sex with myself. <laughs> if I, I smoked salvia. That's when oh, my yeah. doppelganger appeared. Oh, wow. And then a man in the suit told me to go with him. There was a knock on my apartment door. I opened the door. It's a man in the suit and my doppelganger. My doppelganger walked into my apartment and sat down with my friends. And my friends didn't realize that it, I, it was not me. And then right. the man in the suit was like, come with me. And so I wait, left are you him. the person who came into the apartment and replaced no, I, yourself? No, I was me. I okay. hit the salvia. Then, oh, well, who's that? I opened the door. It's the man in the suit and my okay. doppelganger. Doppelganger walks in, assumes my life, and the, the he basically tagged me out. Okay. And then and I where, went with the man in the suit. Okay. Where? And now happened? when, when did you tag him? back in? 
So what happened was I then sort of came out of the the high, the salvia high, and I was on my knees in another room with two pillows in my hands over <laughs> like above my head, like fucking Nick Cage in The Rock. That's um, incredible. And man. then my roommate was like, hey, man, your frozen peas are done. Your frozen yeah, peas? Yeah, I had I had basically started microwaving frozen peas before I hit the salvia. And yeah, you always got to do that. They say that. They say that really <laughs> packs in grounded. the high. Yeah. It really fucks you well, up. Well, that shows if you, you start microwaving that kind of scumbag peas. lifestyle. Then, like yeah. where my dinner was frozen peas. Yeah, you know, the, you know we all out here. Doing yeah, I'm impressed that you were eating something green. Yeah, you I were mean, vegetables. It was sort of the only option in the house. But yeah, I, oh, you no. were by yourself. I don't think you're no, supposed I was to with, just... no, I was with like three other people. Well, so what did they say you did for they, those seconds? Oh, I smoked, and then I just calmly got up and went into my room. I wasn't like being like overly vocal or anything or like, ooh, I just got up and I went into my room. But when he went into my room, I was on my knees and I had pillows in my hands. Um, That's really But so the the question is, are you you or are you the doppelganger oh, who replaced you? Dude, you do like, this to me the, every time. That's and the try prestige to fuck with me. of it all. I don't know, Jack. All right, sorry. Holly, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. <laughs> uh, first, we're going to tell our listeners, we're going to talk about Kib- Quibby. We're going to talk about Biden being the now odds-on favorite to uh, be the nominee. We're going to say peace to the god Chris Matthews. Uh, We're going to talk about coronavirus, because that's all I can personally read about right now. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk about Taco Bell. We're going to talk about Ben Affleck. We're going to talk about uh, March movie preview, February review, uh, all of that and more. But first, Holly, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? My last Google search was late night delivery near me. Okay. That, That's, that says, where were you? At home? Yep. Okay. You don't use any apps or anything? No. Wow. Okay. No. Like Grubhub and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because most people just pull up an app and be like, what can I summon now? Oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. Hey, you know, hey, I don't know how you get down. Maybe you like the like the process of really... No, I don't like it, especially because I was, I think I had, you know, a pre-roll and then I was like, oh, uh, and then I checked for a frozen pizza, wasn't one, mm-hmm. and then started Googling that. I, I get, I don't do a lot of the apps and stuff. I just don't like putting my information in. I just, I don't yeah, know. Okay. But it sounds like maybe I should. What's the best one? It all depends on where you live and what kind of food you like. I, I don't advocate Hills. for one over the other. Uh-huh. Is there one that doesn't fuck up the order like at least no, fifty to seventy five percent of the time? The yeah, and that's I've... because they're not paid enough. And I get it. That's not yeah, no, fault of them. And I'm that's like, why I'm just saying. I just... take it out on their overlords. I'm I'm with Holly on that. Like, just go with the traditional ones that can afford to deliver food. Right. And just sure. Yeah. And because that. the the delivery people are tasting your food. Like right. especially if there's hot smelling, like good aroma food, like oh, French yeah. fries. Yeah. They're eating your French fries. Well, that's why a lot of restaurants seal their bags now. Yeah. So you'll oh, know. Really? Yeah. Because at McDonald's, they have like full on staples plus sticker plus like right. warranty is void if showing oh. kind of like. That's, well, that's why good. I only order food that smells like shit. <laughs> yeah. should be delivered to my house. And now I like it. This. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated. Um, mm. eating animals. Okay, you're veg vegetarian. No, <laughs> <laughs> just not worth the Love effort. It. Sometimes <laughs> Love it. I, um, but I I'm starting to not feel good about the fact that I eat animals. Mm, and I yeah. think in our lifetime, probably none of us will, right? Because like environmentally, we won't even be able to. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we'll have to. It won't be available. To quite us. quickly, adapt to different. Are y'all vegan diets. or veg? 
no. No, I'm open. I eat. I'll eat it. I eat everything. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I might try and start uh, this year adopting the like certain days of the week I'll be vegan or veg. Yeah, yeah. meat free. Yeah. So I'm considering part time yeah. vegan or veg yeah. work. Well, the, hey, get the, dip your toe. The VB6 stuff that New York Times writer did the thing of like just be vegan before 6 p.m. and then have whatever you want for dinner, which is like, oh, that's great. I can definitely do that because dinner's the best one anyway. If right. you ask me, I'm not yeah. really a breakfast person, but like, if oh, you- is that just sort of so proportionately you're cutting down if you just have your rule that. Your your final meal of the day the day will can, include can be whatever. But if you are vegan for breakfast and lunch, then two thirds of your diet is now plant based, which is right. really really good. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even eat breakfast, so boom, nailed either. that one. I, I don't just don't. Either. I can't summon the hunger in the morning. Me either. Vegans don't eat coffee. eggs. Yeah. Nope. They don't eat eggs. No. No, those are See, eggs are very. Those are the children of chickens. No, <laughs> or honey. Yeah. Some some yeah some people will. Half honey, half not. Right. Eggs or are the just oysters. so nutritious that I feel like, I don't know. It's I'll I eat a ton of oysters. Time. I love oysters. So yeah. If, just you know, eat them whole. Since there's no like central nervous system, there are some vegans who allow them, they'll yeah. eat oysters. Just oh, really? Yeah. Little snot. Mm-hmm. They're little like just, you know, Ocean sea snot. filters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll eat snot too. What is something you think is underrated? Clotheslines. Clotheslines. How do you say that word? Clotheslines. Clotheslines. But they're you want to you want to honor the th in it. Clotheslines. 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 Because would you say, hey, pick up your clothes? You say your clothes. Your clothes. We say it like right. You say clothing. You get clotheslined. Yeah. Wait, is that a different? No, that's the whole thing. Because if you ran without looking, you would have got necked up by a clothes clothesline. I love a clothesline. I love when I see clothes and. Washcloths hanging from yes. a clothesline in the breeze. In the breeze. I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah, Energy just for efficient. our cinematographers, just hang your clothes <laughs> yeah. on clotheslines. It's a beautiful it's thing to have. Just, yeah, and it's a great. We thing. also have to help people who are like on the run and need to change identities. You usually, be like, oh, <laughs> right. what's this shit hanging? I don't Run know. Make it, an outfit out of this. Suddenly, yeah. they're wearing a different outfit. Yeah, mm-hmm. they help in chase scenes. <laughs> yeah, mistakes. exactly. Um, yeah, I, I do mean, like yeah. a clothesline. Do you have one set up in your abode? Nah, no. But you, so you sort of like long for the days of the clothesline? <laughs> I love, you know, when you're on a train, I love trains, not trains in a city, but trains like, um, you know, going across. Traveling between cities. Yeah. I love that. Um, like an Amtrak train. Oh, yeah. yeah we're yeah. just on one. I love Amtrak trains and things like that because usually you're seeing a lot of backyards. You're going through yeah. in between uh. towns. And like, I love to look into backyards. And I love just when <laughs> Go I. Go on. <laughs> I, I just do. love looking at people's yards, you know. Yeah. I even love, it's funny, when I walk my dog kind of at dusk at night, I love looking in people's windows. I love when the like lights start to come on and the hills get all twinkly and yeah. you're like, what are people they doing They start changing there? clothes and... Clothes. 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 Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and, and yeah, and when, when people stand naked in front of windows and I <laughs> yeah. just stand I transfixed yeah. in the street. Yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, man! No, Have but a good night. there's something about trains. I don't know why it, it just seems like they cut across like random parts of the landscape, whereas like highways are just completely protected. Walled and, like, off sound yeah, walls. Yeah, walled off sound walls. But like trains, you feel like you're seeing a part of the country that you wouldn't see it just like a straight line that was cut through a random. Although portion. going down that uh, Atlantic corridor. Yeah. There's not a lot of, I feel like we didn't go through many backyards. No, not backyards. There's a lot of like old buildings. So maybe yeah. that's what it is. It's just like, mm. um, mm-hmm. but I, I I find looking out the window while uh, on a train much more interesting than 
looking out the window while I'm, yeah, driving. I'm starting to. I'm thinking I'm going to put a clothes clothes line clothes into my backyard. yard. Do it. You have a backyard. Yeah, that's so great. Well, I've I've, sp- I've I've concrete outside of the back of my house. Mm. Yeah. There's not much. I, it's hard to call that a yard, yeah. but. Uh, but I am like actually getting. I like to hang dry my clothes because yeah. growing up, when my dryer broke, my mom just said we're not fixing it. Yeah. So we just always clothe like line dried our clothes because yeah. in Japan you do that anyway. Right. Yeah. Um. And I realized too, like I dryers can fucking fuck your clothes up. Oh if yeah. You're not careful with that shit. Absolutely. And I sometimes absentmindedly or high will do laundry and then I shrink the fuck out of something. Yeah. And then it becomes Her Majesty's new outfit. Right. But then don't you think that sometimes when you hang it dry in your inside, I'm not sure, I don't think outside, but they're a little more stiff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 100. And something about the sun, though. The sun also, the UV is also, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, giving it a little maybe like, desanitization. Yeah, 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 if it's blowing, then maybe it gets less stiff. But to be honest, I yeah, feel I like right. I do think in this town, I think like, well, the air's not clean. It's going to like, right. I'm going to put the clothes on. And they're going to be like full of yeah. like pollution. Your white shirt is just gray now. <laughs> I know. I know. Man, I just took the train in LA for the first time ever and was oh, really? really surprised that there were a lot of people on it. There like are. The Metro yeah. or the Expo line? Which one? I got on, I went from Vine, Hollywood and Vine to downtown. Oh, yeah. What's yeah, that yeah. One? And it was crazy because I was trying, I was standing at the kiosk trying to pay. I, d- I did pay. Mm-hmm. And um, I, as I was looking, all these kids are like jumping over the turnstiles and stuff and just jumping on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, look at these crazy kids jumping the turnstiles. <laughs> look at these hey, you and get then, back here, scamp. And then when I tried to use my thing that I did pay for the ride, it wouldn't work. And I ended up jumping the turnstile. Hey, exactly. You're one I of felt us. so cool. I felt yeah. so cool. You are cool. Thank you. Uh, finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? That um, our menstrual cycles aren't synced up with the moon. I they thought that are. for I thought that for a really long time that they are not that they are that that females are synced up with the moon or because it's 28 days like females go in 28 days and the moon goes 28 days mm-hmm. and the tides and all that stuff I thought it was all together but it's not and oh, I was really okay. sad to learn that that, yeah. that is a there's myth. something magical about that so yeah. what's a blood moon <laughs> ooh it's when the I think it's when the rays of the sun are trapped in the earth's atmosphere and they're bending and so it's making it um a colored light hitting oh, the moon wow. rather than a white light. Mm. Okay, Isn't so it's it? not from the Something book like of that? Revelation. It's it's not that somebody got their period all over the moon, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good. I just wanted to I just wanted to clear that up real quick cuz that's not what I thought at all. So <laughs> I just did learn that though the the moon and the menstruation is that um that and I was really sad because right. I kind of thought it was cool that females had some connection to the right. moon and but Sasha Sagan Carl Sagan's daughter told, was the one who told was you the that the one who debunked the myth so that's a, that's a source of information and I was like Sasha you're hurting my feelings and yeah. she was like damn I know, you but... Sasha Sagan yeah and then she told me not to have crystals and all the pseudoscience stuff that people love in Southern California she was yeah. like pseudoscience is actually like not okay and I was like well oh I was just gonna say that it is crystals that controls your menstrual cycle is yeah. that not right that's definitely the only way you get your period is if you put a crystal up <laughs> right there. yeah, yeah, yeah. all right thank <laughs> finally <laughs> the truth comes uh, out here I yeah. wonder, the did... moon isn't powerful enough to control your menstrual cycle but your roommate is powerful enough, right? Yeah, girls, that's true. Yeah, girls do girls sync up. Do sync up. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That I is think. why I think that's 
Isn't the most weird? wild thing yeah. is the origin of the moon thing. Like, it must come from just some angry dude, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, full moon or right. whatever. Like, or would, or was that an early? Yeah, they think that we're werewolves yeah, when so we're it, on our. Parents. It seems like a thing where a man would just be like, it's probably tied to the moon or some yeah. shit. You know right. what I mean? And then yeah. that catches because because we're acting like lunatics. Yeah, and it's lunar lunar ticks. That's right. right. Uh, well, let's talk about Quibi while we're on that yeah. subject. Uh, not it at all. Menstrual cycles? Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's Quibi check. is coming, y'all. April. I hope I hope everyone's ready. Uh, so this is something that probably hasn't been that uh, visible to people outside of Los Angeles, but has been a constant uh, hum in the background of the entertainment industry for the past couple of years. This yeah. new platform called Quibi that uh, is employing all your friends. Yeah, and for <laughs> many people working in the entertainment industry, you almost be like, "Did you get a call from Quibi or not? Right. No, oh, all right, damn, damn dude. how did I get that <laughs> Quibi call?" Right. <laughs> I think uh, we are two of the last people in the entertainment industry who have not who don't have a Quibi project at least in development. I do not have. Uh, someone approached me. Full yeah. disclosure. Okay. Uh, and I said, <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk later. Uh, <laughs> to do what? To host something. Oh. But I, I just, it didn't, it, the project didn't appeal to me. Oh. I had a small yeah. quibble. Yeah. I said, I'm only talking Taco Bell. Okay. Yeah. If, if it's not it, then we, we don't have a deal. But so the show or the whole platform is launching in April. They've spent, I think, over a billion dollars on content. Yeah. And if you look at the people, like they have people like Kevin Hart, Trevor Noah, Eric on people have so many things they're either in or developing. Um, you you can burn through a billion dollars pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. So uh, recently, the latest thing that was announced was Usher now has his newest show called The Sauce. Mm. Uh, it's a new dance series. Uh, where I guess basically people just go head to head. I think it's like, you know, America's Best Dance Crew type show. But it's hosted by Ao and To. Who, if you remember, they want to roly 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 with a cider ranch. I don't. Nope. No. Nope. Remember that one? Oh, man. You don't remember that Instagram dance craze? Anyway, they're very popular Instagram dancers who wear masks and shit. Um, so that'll be that new show. But there's a few other ones that I just wanted to point out because some are interesting, like Rapper Ninja Warrior, which comes from the Eric Andre show, uh, where <laughs> hip-hop stars must navigate an obstacle course while freestyling. Um, like actual oh so it is hip hop stars like Nas will be out there trying know. to go through a double dare course possibly while freestyling in an ideal world yes you would see Nas uh, and maybe Wyclef right okay but, but then there's other ones like times yeah times well uh, allow allow me to introduce this next show Barkitecture okay from Bachelorette alum Tyler Cameron and interior designer Delia Kenza. Uh, Basically, this show is a design show where they'll help rich dog lovers build extravagant custom dog houses for their beloved canines. I mean, I'm kind of on board for I'm this. back in. I yeah. am. And then I'm sort of like, damn you, Quibby. Because yeah. like, on the surface, I'm like, that's not an idea but I, that I'm, I'm going to watch so it here's on the, the toilet. Thing. Like, The Sauce, The Usher Show, mm -hmm. that could easily be a TV show. I mean, the, TBS has a game show that is based on hot ones, like right. the, the wing hotness uh, challenge. So like- an Usher dance contest show sounds like it's at least capable of sustaining a, a season of television. Uh, I think the thing that's unique about Quibi is the ability to do things that are very dumb and won't sustain a whole season, but are going to be entertaining for five minutes while you're waiting for your Uber to arrive. Got it. And Barkitecture 
uh, also Rapper Warrior Ninja, as hosted by Eric Andre. I don't I know if watch... he's going to host it. Okay, well, but it just I'm came out. from his show. Yeah. Okay. That just seems like a cruel prank to play on someone. So is it an app or is it going to be like it's like an Netflix? It's an app. Or... You're oh. gonna. It's like Netflix. You're gonna have to have the app, open it to watch content on there. Probably in subscribe. So you would watch it in on your phone or on like Apple TV. Yes. And it's going to be like five bucks a month or something. I think that's probably. I don't know right. what. The, yeah, I think I think if you're like Verizon, you're going to get it for. I think it's tiered. Also, they have like ad versions, ad like ad supported versions, premium yeah. versions. Either way. They want a little bit of your money. And then we're mm-hmm. all going to start sharing our passwords with each other. Exactly. Right. And yeah. we're going to be quibby criminals. One, one person is going to subscribe and the rest of us will. There's another one. Okay. Centerpiece uh, from executive producer Rashida Jones. Famous uh, celebrity guests create a floral centerpiece. That's the show. Yeah. I mean. Again, these are, I feel like what they've done is they've turned a YouTube clip into a show, quote uh, unquote. Uh-huh. Right. Because I get. I mean, I don't know what the intersection of floral florist, floral enthusiasts and whoever these celebrity guests are going to be are, yeah. uh, but it's something. But I guess the reality unscripted shows make sense for Quibi because it's like short, like Barkitecture, like it Barkitecture would be something. Barkitecture is a surefire winner. Dude, Barkitecture is the fucking, I don't even know where it's to It's a home that. run. It's a fucking yeah. slam dunker. Slam dunk. Uh, but then it's like when you get into the scripted shit, that's where I'm like, I don't know about that. See, architecture, I can just be like, yeah, okay, great. What an extravagant dog home. Right. But like these other ones that are like, uh, like the Kevin Hart Die Hard thing, where he's like trying to get into a Die Hard film. It's like very high budget. John Travolta like makes cameos in it. It's weird. I'm not sure what they're with like that content where that people like right. what the I appetite mean, is for that. Content. That is a whole nother like genre slash medium of content that we don't have that they just like spent billions of dollars producing without an audience, which seems very, I'll say, uh, ballsy. It it seems like they, uh, and I don't know if it was a bad idea or not. I just, my experience with things like this that are like platforms where people are like, everyone's going to be watching content on milk. Yeah. Uh, and then it comes out and nobody watches it. What was that, Samsung? Samsung. Yeah. Yeah. We oh, boy. Drink was, your milk. Yeah, I was, drink, I was drinking my milk back in the day, but no, nobody watched anything that was made for milk. <laughs> and I don't know, Quibi seems different because they can afford uh, Super Bowl commercials. So we'll, right. we will see. But it's funny that in a town that has um, so many people without homes that all these dogs are going to have these beautiful right. homes. <laughs> yeah, the irony, right? Yeah. And then like the like Meg Whitman is one of the people behind it. You know, she used to be the CEO of like Hewlett Packard. She also ran for governor in California, like as a Republican and was like had one of the worst campaigns. Just, mm. like, she's teaming up with little Jeff Katzenberg to bring the industry down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm, I want to see this other show with Nicole Richie called Nikki Fresh with a dollar sign. Uh, this this description: Nicole Richie will star in this comedy series as her alter ego, Nikki Fresh, Uh-oh. a rapper who brings a new flair to wellness with Uh-oh. her brand of educational and socially conscious rap known as Parent Trap. Uh oh! Wow. I like the description more than I think I'm gonna like the show. Right. I just saw her last Wednesday. She's so pretty. Oh yeah, I loved. I, She's so. She pretty. was so good on that uh, news. What was the good news? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was great on that. Is um, that good? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. it's really good. It's yeah. really good. It's like Thirty Rock Light. 
Oh, cool. 30 Rock-ish. If you, yeah. If you like the pace, like the furious joke pace of 30 yeah. Rock, you'll like Good News. I have to watch that good one. My friend is... Brad Morris is in it. It's great. Well, don't it's tell great. Brad. I know. I have to... Sorry, Brad. That's like, you love it, right? Underrated. You're like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back, and like we said, uh, we are recording this before we know the results of Super Tuesday, uh, before they've even started to roll in. Uh, One thing that we could talk about really briefly is that heading into Super Tuesday, uh, Biden is now the odds-on favorite. Oh, hell yeah. To to be the nominee. Oh, hell yeah. Um, He is, according to 538, three in 10 chance of winning enough delegates to have a majority uh, before the convention. Uh, But then the other most likely thing is that no one has a majority. uh, and And Mike Bloomberg steals it. Well, I, I think that would they would just go with Biden, right? If he's like even close to first, like yeah, he's such I, an acceptable uh, middle of the road. They need a moderate and someone who can both sides racism. Yeah, uh, and then you can be president. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's those are sort of the uh, qualifications at the moment. I mean, and Bloomberg has come out outright, basically saying like, you know, this as he says, quote, you you don't have to win states, you have to win delegates. Mm-hmm. And when he was asked about a, a contested convention, he says. I don't think that I can win any other way. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he's definitely doing a lot behind the scenes. But yeah, I have a feeling if if they have uh, Biden with enough votes, they're going to be all in. For, yes. For and a, I think he's probably going to have enough votes. It seems like, you know, after like, know. Sanders, Nevada win hurt his uh, momentum somehow in the media. And then Biden, South Carolina win just propelled him to new heights. It's not that it hurt him. It's that, that the media has to coalesce around stopping someone who is a existential threat to the billionaire well, class. But I also think it's the like his polling immediately took a hit, which could you can part partially point to uh you know the the media's reaction. I do feel like more and more I'm starting to feel like there is, you know, something just inherent in Americans' DNA that scares them when they hear the word socialist and they were waiting to find a candidate who wasn't a socialist who they could kind of coalesce around and Biden once Biden became like a singular name that they felt like could win they they all sort of lined up um I think it's a combination of you know media bias and then Americans yeah, and bias think, yeah or just lack of sort of understanding or education around it because I think people's knee-jerk yeah. reaction is like we all got to wear the same outfits suddenly and like live in like <laughs> right. drab like brutalist architecture housing right. yeah um and it's you know a lot of people were saying like <laughs> there's like a tweet that was like you know how your parents called every video game system Nintendo yeah it's like that's what they do with socialism yes like if it's like yes. outside of like whatever the mainstream political ideology is yep. that's just socialism yeah and I mean, um, this happened when uh, Roosevelt tried to pass the New Deal in the first place. I mean, he did pass it because he happened to have enough power to do it. But they called that socialist and claimed everybody was going to have to wear the same outfits and all that shit. And but everything in the future, when we see movies and stuff from the future, we're all wearing the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, so just it's gonna, it's inevitable. Accept your fate. People. Which version of a dystopian future from film would you want to live in? A dystopian future yeah. from film. 
Um, I don't. That's I, like realistic. Don't do right. Waterworld. You know. Wait, why is Waterworld actually not Waterworld realistic. is very realistic. <laughs> the most realistic. <laughs> now that we think like, about it, I oh think, god. I think the Escape from L.A. one yeah. is pretty fun because there's. There's weird like oh, things so the that are... sequel to Escape from New York. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, Escape from New York is just like mean. <laughs> They're right, just right. like everybody go there and die. Right. Uh, but Escape from L.A. like there's like giant waves that like go up rivers. Do and you remember shit. because also it, the L.A. was so sinful that it broke off from California right. and it yeah. became this like just hellscape i like any uh dystopian future where i can surf to work bro oh also i have to learn how to surf but yeah i'm gonna do it important dystopian nightmare skills what about you holly battlestar galactica oh you oh, want to get yeah. the fuck out of earth okay i like that i, yeah. I like that one a lot of like who's a cylon cylon what are they called mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's right um yeah I, I i like that one hell yeah yeah great so what, we figured that what's out. what's your pick Waterworld? Uh, yeah, Waterworld. Okay. Love a jet ski. You went from you're not allowed to pick Waterworld to that's my pick? Well, I didn't want you to pick mine. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to drink yeah. my own pee. Jet ski gangs, one way or another, I want to be involved with them, uh, whether it's just a Zite gang forming one and inviting me yeah. to join or uh, or some disastrous jet ski future. Gang would be really fun, <laughs> dope as fuck. Yeah, and you would have those um fit or what are the, uh, the gills? Gills. Yeah, right. you'd look good with gills. Thank you so much. You bet. Uh, well, speaking hmm. of what we were talking about a couple minutes ago, oh yeah, what's with happening? The mainstream media freaking out. Uh, Chris Matthews, uh, the wispy-haired screamer mm-hmm. uh, on MSNBC. So he he had a couple meltdowns during Bernie's surge. Uh, around Nevada and was saying that he used to be afraid that socialists would take him into Central Park and uh, murder him. and uh, Execute him, Jack. Execute right. him. Execu- sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. And like people started being like, wait, why is Chris Matthews on TV anyways? Talking. Then yeah. he did another Nazi comparison yeah, uh, with the Maginot the Nazis, line. Then he started calling people the wrong name and like just seemed increasingly uh, out of it. And then things started coming out that he was basically verbally abusive to yeah, sexually harassing people yeah. like saying like a guest had come on recently and he was like why aren't i in love with you yet and then like telling the makeup artist like put on more makeup yeah oh now i'm gonna fall in love with her saying shit like that Ew. other people were just sort of like he was like he when he went on his show he was like look we basically i had a talk with msnbc it seems like uh might be time for me to retire Right. Um, and uh, he's like, I, you know, I was making compliments uh, that I realized are inappro- were inappropriate then and inappropriate now. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, uh, that we didn't have time to cover was when Elizabeth Warren, after one of the debates, basically put Mike Bloomberg to the sword mm. uh, when uh, like bringing up his record on how he talks to women. And just remember, this was another moment, too, where Chris Matthews absolutely shat the bed to show people that he's like, I don't know, with the times. Mm. This is an exchange where he's basically pressing Elizabeth Warren on why she would believe a woman. Do you believe that the former mayor of New York said that to a pregnant employee? Well, a pregnant employee sure said that he did. Why shouldn't I believe her? You know, I'm just really tired of this world. This one is personal for me. It really is. But you Pregnancy believe that back, you believe he's that kind of person real. who did that. Look. Pregnancy discrimination yeah, I, is real. And these we have gone on and on and on where people say, oh, I can't really believe the woman. Really? Why not? Yeah. Mayor Bloomberg has non-disclosure agreements for who knows how many women. And it's not just the one. The whole point is, 
how can you actually trust someone who will not just say, look, I'm going to waive on non-disclosure on sexual harassment and discrimination. Yeah. Anybody who has a story to tell can come tell. Sure, I agree story. with everybody deserves a credible response when they make a, a, a charge like that. My question about him, you believe he's lying. I believe the woman. You believe he's which lying. Which means he's not telling the truth. And why would he lie? Because just to protect himself. What? Yeah. And why would she lie? I mean, that's the question, Chris. Why do you it's assume a striking that event. he's the guy? I just want to make sure you're clear about this. You're confident of your accusation. Look, what? All I know is what she said no. and what he wow. said. And I've been on her end of it sure. in the sense right. of discrimination based on pregnancy. And it I've been on his all across this country. All right, so let me get this straight. <laughs> Why you think he's gonna lie to what? Like protect himself? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. that, Chris Matthews. That's the definition of lying. Yeah. for every single lie. <laughs> right. right. You know what lies to put make their situation worse? Mm. Uh, that was wild. Yeah. So again, uh, there have been consistent people like, especially after that, people are like, what is going on? Like, yeah, we're we have we're moving in the direction of we're not being like. Well, that's a heavy accusation, lady. Like, right. what are you what are you talking about here? Yeah. And again, he has been uh, he's been a little bit slow to move in that in the direction where the rest of society is moving. And I think it was a I you know I a lot of people uh, at the network were sort of screaming like a cancel culture kind of things like that. Like on Morning Joe, one of the contributors there was like, "It's a disturbing decision because some people like." And then Twitter gets noisy. That someone like this has to step down. Oh, they were saying that it's disturbing that he decided to retire. To re- retire right. because cancel culture. Uh huh. Um, and look, however, however they handled it, like that's on them. But I mean, it's clear to me that his voice was one that was not keeping up with the times anymore. Was he always that way, or was did like the success of a socialist candidate in one state like jar something loose no he's just been he's been yeah he's yeah. just he's just like that and i think it, it i think it took a combination of things to change around him to sort of underline uh sort of how fixed he was uh but and then even megan mccain uh was like you know he, he she said he's like 75 he's mm. a, I like that their quote is he's like 75 he's a line of cable news uh she's like i grew up watching him um, and then I love him. And then she said, and to reduce his entire career to this segment yesterday made me really sad because I thought he deserved a better send off than that. Mm. Uh, and then there are other people like, you know, like Joey Behar was like, yeah, dude, this is the, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. It's like, you know, as many people, I think Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she was sort of caping for him and saying like, you know, it was a different time or whatever. And then Joy Behar was saying, yeah, but there are plenty of men who weren't doing this even back then in the times of mad men. Right. You know, so there's not like that doesn't excuse these kinds of things, especially when we're trying to tell people, you know, there's a forward direction of moving. Yeah. It sounds like he could be president. Every single <laughs> yeah, quality right. you're describing yeah. are current presidential qualities. Yeah. Right? Suspicious of women, you know, socialists. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This not making right. sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it does seem like a lot of times on the left, like um, <laughs> the left tries to maintain standards. And um, those are the exact qualities that are just like 100% protected on the right. Yeah, right. And, exactly. And it, and even on the left, too, because, you know, you, you, Megan McCain did make a point. She's like, you know, what about the other people at NBC, though, too? Like the people who are like killing stories about, you yes. know, like Ronan Farrow's investigations yes. and things like that. 
That, yeah, that actually has to, that should be, there needs to be a reckoning with that shit too. Yes. Um, which is a valid point. But I guess, yeah, like sometimes it's easier to be selective than sort of apply a standard or at least saying like, okay, are you ready to grow? If yeah. not, then you can, you, can, you can sit on the sidelines for a second. Man, Ronan Farrow. Yeah. Going to college at age 11. Did he really do that? Yeah. That's wild. Went to Bard, I think, at age 11, and then um, he, like, graduated from Yale Law School, like, before he was, like, 20 or something. <laughs> what a dick. What a dick. All right, what are you trying to prove, bro? <laughs> All right, yeah, maybe I, I left with my doppelganger in college. <laughs> That's what I'm blaming So my... I forgot my peas yeah. in the, in the oh, microwave. Oh, I'm the freaking bad guy now. All right. <laughs> So let's check in with coronavirus. Uh, it seems like the consensus right now is that it's about to pop, basically. It's about to, yeah. like, there's, I mean. It's mostly because they, we haven't been verifying whether or not people have the illness. Right. So now with these test kits rolling out, I mean, they think they're going to get to a million test kits this week. A lot of people are like, nah, I don't think there's going to be that many. But Testing has been very hard to come by. Like there are even people who are health professionals themselves who are like, I'm having trouble getting a proper diagnosis. Um, that, yeah, once, you know, you even begin to test people, inevitably the sort of infection rate is going to start going up. Oof. But not to say that it's suddenly going up in this time. It's just that now they're able to just identify people right. and they have the data that's necessary to yeah. figure out all There's this. There's an of- inflection point in China, uh, I think a few weeks back where it had more to do with like getting more tests and uh, how they were diagnosed. Which either way, it's terrifying anyway, because then you're like, oh, okay, so a thousand people didn't know they were sick and were walking around. Yeah, Um, I think that's that's kind of the situation we're in right now is it's it's out there already uh, in like pretty much most American uh, populations uh, this or it's going to be very soon. Uh, there was this email forward that got sent around that is one of the rare email forwards that uh, was fact-checked and actually true from uh, a pathologist uh, at the from who did his training at the University of California, San Diego, and one was, was one of the first molecular virologists in the world to work on coronavirus in the 70s. And he was, he basically said, you know, by mid to late March and April, uh, he thinks it's going to be widespread in the U.S. Um, it's like it's important to understand that, like it is in a lot of places. It's just we're testing populations more and finding out where it actually is, as opposed to like I don't know. It, it seems like people uh, are a little confused about how how widespread it is. Uh, And how it spreads. I mean, Mm -hmm. the thing that I think is really alarming is that most if you just went off of kind of passively looking at headlines or the news, there isn't a lot of education if you're not seeking it out around transmission, around what is risky, what you should do or should not do. The most I feel like the take from the media is, yeah, man, coronavirus is around. Right. Uh, and it's over here and it's over there. Yeah. And wash your hands. So this guy's uh, email forward, for lack of a better way of putting it, kind of t- described how the virus gets from inside of a sick person's body to the outside of their body and then to the inside of your body. Uh, and it's all about touching things that have the virus on it and then touching your mouth or nose. That's that is how you get it. It's right. not from someone coughing or sneezing near you unless they cough directly into your mouth or nose or um, you get those droplets 
on you right you and then interact but then with. you then put them in your nose or mouth like it has to go into your nose or mouth some way that's the only way to get infected but this is a misconception that we've talked about uh with air travel uh on this show before that I always assumed that I was getting sick every time I flew because the air was bad or other sick people were in the plane, and it's because of all the germs on the seat and the seat back in front of you. Touch screen. Yeah, touch screen. Everything you're touching uh, hasn't been cleaned and has been touched by a lot of other people. Uh, just imagine, if you are want to be cautious about the coronavirus, just imagine that everything around you is lava. Uh, <laughs> is or yeah. is the back of is an airplane seat right uh, yeah it's it, the stuff he's suggesting is the sort of thing that two weeks ago i would have been like that's pretty extreme uh but it fully drives home how much it's exclusively about touching things and touching your face um like he points out that the mask isn't there to protect you from inhaling other people's sneezes unless you know that's what you're into. Yeah, uh, it's there because it keeps you from touching your mouth, your own mouth and nose. Right. Like, it's you have to like it's like a da-da. move it aside yeah. to yeah to itch your mouth or nose. Uh, it's almost like it. Yeah, I don't know. Which uh, humans, on average, touch their yeah. eyes, touch their face like two dozen times an hour. Yeah, yeah, and 40, oh, 90 40, times 40, a day. Yeah. Um, I think I should put broken glass all over my hands as I get <laughs> if I can't because masks are you don't know where the yeah. fuck you get them anymore. That's one of the things he recommends is blood sport. Uh, yeah, yeah, dip, yeah, you dip your hands in dip glass. Dip your hands in glass. You'll be real you'll... quick to scratch your eye then, won't you? Yeah. Um, in which case, rubber gloves, I think, would be... He does recommend yeah. rubber gloves, uh, disposable surgical masks if you can get them. Uh, if you can get them, Jesus. But hand sanitizer that has an alcohol basis greater than 60% uh, alcohol, and zinc lozenges, which was the one thing that was kind of news to me. Zinc. He says that zinc lozenges are actually... If you have them, like if you dissolve them a couple times a day in the back of your throat, it prevents the reproduction of the virus. But even then, it wasn't like this is where I think the fact checking on this part of the letter was a little bit contested. Right. Because this guy wrote it like just for his family and close friends. And right. then people took this to be like, this doctor is telling you all the things you need. He's like, no, 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 no. Right. He's like, even the reason I even say, Zinc lozenges was just about blocking the virus from multiplying in your throat. I'm not saying that's how you're going to stop it. It's just uh, a thing you might want if you yeah. if you, ha- if you yeah. have the ability to do. I was so glad to learn that at least that that's a thing because I w- again it's like one of those things that I thought was more people who were being overly paranoid or thought they knew something that doctors didn't, and the fact that I just didn't know that uh, zinc prevented the reproduction of viruses. Uh, in your throat. So it's funny though. I mean, you mentioned like two weeks ago, I would have felt this way last week. You know, I think we've all been like watching it. Like, what is this going to be? Is this going to be yeah. one of those things? It's going to be like SARS. It'll be, it'll stay small. It'll be, you know, mm-hmm. oh wow, it's not going to be contained. Oh, it's going to grow. It's going, oh, well, okay, let's watch and wait and all that. But like already, like when I came in here today, none of us touched each other. Yeah. Like yeah. it's already happening that we kind of joked and touched elbow to elbow, but like, Last night I was at Largo and um, came up to the um, woman working the door and was like, hi, and gave her a hug. And a woman came over to us. This is the first time it's ever happened to me. A woman came over and was like, don't Knock hug. that shit up. Don't hug. Wow. And like now that strangers are already saying like, we, we have to stop touching. We have to stop touching. And yeah. th- that's going to be a, that that's going to be a thing. Yeah. 
He's yeah, the like he recommends fist bumps or just as something that's cool to do. Yeah. Uh, no, he says fist bumps or elbow bumps or a curt bow. I've always liked the Japanese kind of yeah, like the bow. Yeah. It's so yeah. much more sanitary. Yeah. I haven't hugged my mom in ages. Um, I just bow. But yeah, essentially another thing that touch, is uh debunking a myth uh that the president is actually spreading. Uh he says there's unbelievable molecular knowledge about the genomic structure and very He said that of, word of this virus. No, no, this is from the doctor. <laughs> oh. Of this virus has already been achieved, but there will be no drugs or vaccines available this year to protect us or limit the infection within us. Only sy- symptomic support is available. So Trump keeps being like, oh, it's not going to spread because we're going to get a, a, vaccine. a vaccine a vaccine quickly, and it's not but that's yeah, like, not going to stop it. Because then you'd have to do a secondary testing to find the people who may have antibodies. Right. And then you have to even know what's going on with the illness to then be, begin to identify people with antibodies. Like it's just too far down the yeah. road in the process. I think the hope is that they can get one by fall because it's right. going to – it's going to f- fall away for the summertime, and then it's going to come back like, oh like my a monster God. in the fall. I just thought about fucking Coachella. <laughs> wow, that really bummed Fuck, you out, man. bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. damn it. Yeah, well, because you go to Coachella every dude, year. both weekends. You, you know what time it is. everybody you see there with an open mouth kiss. With an open mouth kiss. Yeah. I do free CPR classes, no dummies. <laughs> it's all good. Um. But yeah, there, there's also a Reddit thread that I found some interesting things in. Uh, one is just like the different symptoms uh, of coronavirus, this version of coronavirus. Fever, 88%, uh, dry cough, 68%, exhaustion, 38 and then it gets down to like coughing, 33 But then uh, running nose is not a symptom of COVID-19, uh, which Great. I, I didn't realize that. Uh, good to know. Also, it really... It's basically the older you are, the more susceptible you are. Like right. usually, babies and uh, infants are more kids susceptible, are uh, but kids are not getting this for they don't know why. They're just like based on their studies of who has gotten it and who's been sick. Um, the cynical like, version on Fox would be like, "Look, the the libs are trying to kill all the boomers with this with the coronavirus." Right. I mean, mm, they, they might be right. There was a. <laughs> There's a But it's like 30 years old and up really is all the cases. Right. Right. There's a YA uh novel that was that I read in I think it was elementary school, uh 5th grade that was all about like a virus that comes through and wipes out everyone over a certain age. I think it was age 18, so it was only like children left on earth. Um but maybe maybe that's where we're headed. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Probably not. They also said that they're looking at like the number of hospital beds per thousand people in different developed countries. And so Japan is number one with 13 hospital beds per thousand people. South Korea is two with 12. Uh, Russia, three with eight hospital beds per thousand person. Uh, and then the United States is 32nd. We're with, 32. With We're two 32. hospital beds. Wow. Uh, per thousand people. Per thousand people. Wow. Hey, take so, care of your own. This you is going to expose some like infrastructure problems like that. It already is, you, you know, yeah. like just yeah. even with the lack of public health support that we have, we're like, everyone's like, Guys, we were telling you when these budgets were getting slashed two years ago that this was going to be a fucking problem cut to right now where we right. are like, Right. Uh, and everyone being like, I want to keep my employer health care. Fuck people who don't have it or whatever. Now it's right. like, oh, wait. Yeah. That's like a 27 million person 
like virus bomb waiting to go off too. Like, and also right. again, we and we said this even in the beginning. How many people we've been talking like. First, there were articles about Uber drivers and how they were being like mad racist, not picking up Asian people, being like, I don't know about this. But then also, like, if you're work, like some people who have a job who is like purely based on when you clock in and clock out, you you have to take two weeks off, three weeks off, however many weeks off to quarantine yourself. Then what do like your expenses immediately pile up? Right, and yeah. there's no, yeah, that's all. It's gonna lay bare a lot of things. I hope it a doesn't, lot. but. Well, the way it seems, I, you know, I honestly yeah. can only just hope for the best. My brother-in-law is a, a physical scientist and he at Notre Dame and he sent a Scientific American article to me yesterday that I read. And I was like, Scientific American is like, re- that's a good source. And it was a very measured article. And But basically it was saying like our, our social um, responsibility, um, civil responsibility is to prepare and it was talking about like very seriously saying, get your two to three weeks ready for quarantine. Like right. have the, you know, shelf items, the canned vegetables, the right bags of rice and the beans mm-hmm. and the, and um and even potable water. And I was like, man, this is starting to feel weird. And then when I started picturing, like, what if we really do have two to three weeks or four weeks of all of us are quarantined to our homes? Like nobody goes out. Will that be, will that be policed? Will that be, how will that be, mm-hmm. you know, like in China there, do you walk your dog? Yeah. Do you, you know, if in we're, China government officials are interviewing people who have had it to try and like trace everything about like how they got it, where they got it from to just yeah, yeah. quarantine people. It's pretty, I don't think they'd, I don't think a government, officials in the United States would be able to get that aggressive. Hell no, and especially now when Coachella's going on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, Trying to fucking stop But me. when I try to picture it, another thing the Scientific American was saying is like, um, have a lot of books and things for you to do. Yeah. Like in your home, it's not just the food and water. Like yeah. have books and stuff. And when you really picture it, like this will be unlike, if this happens, this this will be unlike anything we've ever yeah. experienced yeah. in our life. Like, well, I think unless you like maybe live in a, a region of the country where like the weather keeps you indoors for a long time, like you might be mentally slightly more prepared. But I think yeah. for other people who used to be an out and about and doing shit, yeah. it'll be a very like, but those places like have don't have nightly books. orgies. Like we were up in Minneapolis, we met those people. Yeah, we know how they are. Oh uh, yeah, no. Uh, Slytherin House is what they <laughs> called it. Yeah, and another thing is just the Korean people I know are scared of wearing masks at work. Yes, even though they should be because they're like, yeah, but our white colleagues can wear masks at work because you know nobody suspects them. But if we wear masks at work, then we get in trouble or I did tell, people assume that you have the disease. Yeah, a lot of Asian friends of mine who, you know, this is sort of part of Asian culture is to consider other people before yourself. And it's weird to see that manifest in the form of playing into people's racism. Right. Of saying like, well, I don't want to go because I don't want people to think that like maybe I have it and then they're going to get treat me weird. I'm, this is one of my friends who volunteers like at a hospital. Right. I'm like – you are healthy. You know you are not sick, so you are not a risk. And like at that point, you are you are actually taking your time to help other people. So like don't you don't you don't need to have your life dictated by others someone else's ignorance or perception of you. Right. But it was like a frustrating thing to think yeah. about too, where it's like, damn, like there's also a cultural element to being like, well, I don't want to like bug people out because you know ignorance. Right, um, but that's how. But yeah, that's like the ignorance is real, and like yeah, absolutely, you know, the, it's just it's fucked something up. that the 
that they have to deal with in a very real way. I mean, that, people I aren't mean, buying Corona beer. Speaking of ignorance. Well, we had to blow we that to theory blow. up yesterday. Yeah, that's actually a myth. It yeah. came out from a PR company that was like repping other brands. Oh, that's it was a like, myth? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it's in the headlines. I know. Yeah. All and these lies. These fuckers. It's, it was very misleading, this yeah. whole study that they did. But 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 people aren't going to Chinese restaurants and stuff, right? Or is yeah. that a myth that, too? I, I, I don't know. I think that's probably... That, you know, if, if it's actually racist, it's more believable. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Let's do some fast food updates. All right, dude. Taco Bell. Coming through. They're, they're making it easy for us to be vegetarians. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody who was, were exchanging Taco Bell hacks on Twitter. Uh, you know, please come to my Twitter. It's a, it's a, a an, ex- an idea exchange, uh, for ways to order things at Taco Bell. But from March 12th, shout out to Mike and Chris, that's their birthday. Uh, customers ordering from like a kiosk can now filter vegetarian items with a feature called veggie mode. Okay. So once you hit this button on the menu, it will now be like, here are 50 items uh, that are certified by the American Vegetarian Association oh, that's dope. that you can that are just immediately available. Oh. So if you're feeling feeling a little healthier, you don't want to eat that quote unquote meat that they have there. Right. Hit up the veggies. Mm. I just like that it's we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where people used to have to know the little secrets. Now it's like, yeah, man, you want veggie mode? Go mm. on veggie mode. That's I will cool. still eat the Mexi Mouth. Mm. Oh, but it's not on the menu all the time, but you can still order it. There's a hack. Okay. You get a cheesy roll up, add beef, add pico, and you now have a Mexi melt. Straight up. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Ben Affleck. Uh, He's got a movie coming out uh, all the way back or the way back or some shit. Uh, That's a basketball movie um, that I predict will not do that well. Uh, It seems like every advertisement I've seen for it just doesn't seem like it. Understands basketball. Understands or basketball. Anything. Understands why people go see movies. It, it just feels like they they're going in hard on a movie that. Wait, what's the what's the movie about? It's like he has a vaguely troubled past, and it's just him being like, "I got it. We gotta come back. We've been through adversity." It's like Hoosiers, but less specific, more vague Hoosiers. And who? Oh, a widow, a widowed former basketball all star lost. Family foundation in str- in a struggle with addiction and attempts to come back by becoming the coach of a disparate ethnically mixed high school basketball team at his alma mater. Yeah, cool. We've seen it before. You've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. You know what I mean. And just like his other movie, he's trying to make. I think we've also seen it a hundred times. Right. So, like two in the summer, back in the summer of eighteen, that Daily Beast article came out that we covered on the show about the whole scheme to cheat the McDo- the McDonald's monopoly game. Right. And now. We have in like it launched a bidding war over that IP. Like people are like, I want the rights to that story. I want the rights to that story. Ben Affleck ended up top of that pile and ended up being like, okay, I have the rights to this now. I can make the feature film. However, HBO was already has their had been working on their documentary and McMillions has been coming out now and everyone's talking about it now. Um, so a lot of people are curious. Like, man, this this documentary is actually taking a lot of the thunder out of the like expectation for this story being told. Um, do you still want to make it Ben Affleck? Apparently it was, it's called mix scam right now uh, at Ben Affleck's production company. It's a working title. Great. He says, we've gotten a new draft. That's really good. Hollywood's a weird place because the person who was running the studio when they bought that script just left that job and the studio that was going to make it 
just got bought by another studio. So there's these moments where things sort themselves out and you sort of see it as, is this still a priority? Are they really interested in different kinds of movies? And I'm not sure whether or not McScam, what kind of priority is, but we really like it and we're still developing the script. Not very confident based right. on that yeah. on that bit of a quote. Um, and especially, have you have you watched any of it? McMillions? I have not, but it seems like the Netflix one, people are like really HBO. jizzing over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's HBO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's on it's on HBO. People are going crazy. And They're jizzing over special agent Doug, who's like sort of the lead agent in it, because he's like really funny. Right. To the point where I'm like, I don't know who's going to play this guy in a, like, I don't know if the dr- dramatized version of this, like, I need to see right away, because this is definitely giving Yo, me the nourishment. When, like... This is Man on a Wire became The Walk. Nobody saw The Walk because Man oh, right. on a Wire was a great documentary and like you Man were watching wire. somebody Man on Wire. Yeah. You're, or like Firefest had those too. Yeah, Firefest is probably going to have a feature uh oh, the Mr. Rogers thing, I think was oh, kind yeah. of an example of that where everyone yeah. went wild over a documentary and then they were like, "Well, if you like that, then you're surely going to like Tom Hanks. Right, but it's like, no, but I already know this one. Right. So either wait like 10 years. Right. Or, you know, I think you got beat to the punch. Right. Yeah. Um, But so it seems like they're just going to keep pushing. They're keep, according to him, I mean, you know, if Matt Damon, I think he wants Matt Damon to be in it too. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this documentary is so good. There's something compelling about the documentary because it's real life and we're talking to the real life participants. Yeah, uh, but you know, I don't know. I I I just can't picture Ben Affleck as having been a pro basketball player. Is that right. what it's? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in that like, movie, like, yeah, no. all, former All Star. <laughs> That's where I fell off. Like, nah. Do you think right. there's a scene where like the kids on his team are like, Coach, man, you got no jumper? Yeah, and he's like, Oh, come on, because like he's always like smoking cigarettes or something, and then yeah. what? He just starts get it gets wetty in the gym. Balling. Yeah, oh. I feel like with celebrities like that too. Once you know, like their persona becomes more distracting that you can't believe the character. Just right. like yeah. you just look like you just got out of rehab. Right. Still, mm-hmm. you know, like when he signed on, they were like, "Okay, we need to give this guy an addiction background too." Yeah. Right. You you just like, have Ooh. that. Right. Or you maybe he likes. Face. Maybe he loves Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, real quick, uh, March movie preview, February review. Uh, some movies that are coming out that seem like they will probably hit A Quiet Place 2, uh, Mulan, all seem, both seem like they'll probably be hits. Uh, the Hunt might be like an unexpected sleeper. That's the one uh, that's about rich people hunting, uh, you know, mega people. Um, oh, yeah, 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 right. The movie that was so absurd they shelved. And right. Like, it's actually not that bad, guys. Just give it right. a chance. And it's also not... As str- it's not like a straightforward thing where uh, it's just like, about the rich hunting. Right. It's not like the rich are the protagonists. It's more. Uh, no, because movie. that's our reality right. where the rich are hunting the poor. Right. Not a movie. Um, <laughs> Brett, like I said, The Way Back is coming out. I don't think that's probably going to hit. Uh, Onward is a Pixar movie that is coming out, I what, think, what? this weekend. And it's like the least I've ever heard people excited about a Pixar movie. It's like a world where magic exists, uh, where a troll goes on a journey in a van, and I don't know, it just seems... Caesar Sayoc? Yeah, but... That's the MAGA van guy. And then... Oh, right. <laughs> Said a troll goes on a road trip. 
screen. Sorry. Hey. I, I was just. Uh, it's odd to me that for Pixar, like I know when a Disney film is com- or a Pixar yeah. film is coming out. I, I mean, I heard the words onward, but I didn't. I never connected that to being a Pixar film or something. Yeah. Big. That I feel like this when it was first announced, there was also the movie about somebody dying and like the afterlife and a soul seemed like ghost ghost oh yeah what the fuck was that what, uh, did that come out yet no, no it hasn't come out way. yet i but i like confused them or like i saw the trailers on the same week and just like was like well that one looks better so i'll worry about that one ah. um and then just in terms of big hits uh in the past month that probably like entered the zeitgeist in some way or another uh the invisible man was a hit mm-hmm. uh last weekend uh sonic was a was a big hit. It seems like it kind of yet again another movie that's breaking the video game movie curse. And Birds of Prey, people are covering it as like a somewhat disappointing when compared to other comic book movies, but it, it's still like close to a hundred million dollars. Uh and hmm. yeah. Did and, you see Invisible Man? No, I haven't seen I it. Know. We talked about it uh, on Monday's episode because one of our writers went and saw it and said it was really good and very. Mm. Lacey saw it too, Lit. and said it was she, it was unbelievable. Really, really? it's yeah. really good. She says yeah. she's the biggest uh, Elizabeth Moss stan now. Yeah, Ooh. and then the other thing to just keep an eye on in terms of movies coming out is that they're thinking about how to alter the release schedule because of coronavirus. Um, they say oh, that wow. coronavirus has already cut earnings in China by an estimated $215 million just already because oh, nobody's going Think out. About $215 million we were never going to get anyway. <laughs> so fuck them. Right. <laughs> exactly. I just had my first like event got refunded yesterday. I was supposed to, um, I had tickets for something on like March 9th and just yesterday I got the email of like the event, the event has been canceled. The, mm. the person's not going to be flying from England. Like you're getting a full refund. And I was like, whoa, okay. So it's starting like, the, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I mean, this is a thing that was real in history and, you know, like I remember, uh, reading about Sir Isaac Newton when he was like nine years old they had like two straight years where nobody went to school because of the plague they were just like yeah so everybody's quarantined just stay the fuck home and he just like sat on his back and like figured out (laughs) physics in in his spare time so the the next sir isaac newton is on his way right or her way or their way yeah but that that was a thing that happened in history and now we're probably gonna have to Invent some new board games because uh, we're all going to be spending a lot of time with each other. Oh my god! It's not a weed. I have to talk about weed. Yeah, you do. And, and yeah, man. <laughs> Medication. What do you yeah. think? Rice, beans, cannabis. Rice, beans, and weed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, the an epidemiologist yesterday on the Daily was talking about um, uh, comparing it to. Did you hear that uh, Spanish the Spanish flu? Where it's oh. it's projected to be two percent of the Earth's population. So that means if you know three hundred people, six of them will. Will die or get it? Get it? I think okay. I'm not sure. But I, I read mean, like forty percent of Americans this year are gonna get it. Yikes! But that's <sighs> again like all of these are based on assumption, based right, on right, assumptions, right. stacked right. on an assumption. So and then we, we still don't. Know don't we don't. We still don't have enough data really to right. understand fully what's going on right. or like yeah. how long these incubation periods are. Right. Woo! Yeah. And, and the the scientific American thing I was reading. 
I feel like I'm referencing that like crazy, but it was talking about how we flatten the curve of it and um, that the RO of any virus is the number of infections that one person does. So right now, um, the RO of, of what's it called? COVID-19? COVID-19, yeah. It really sounds like a, a horror film. Yeah. Um, COVID-18 was way better, though. That like so if if it's an RO of like two then that means that one infected person will infect two people, and um like based on the science of of the way it's infecting right, right now right. it looks like it what they're projecting is two percent of Earth's population right yeah so just keep your hands to yourself don't touch your hey don't touch your face challenge can we do that on TikTok can we get that going rather than like the skull breaker challenge I read about today. What's the skull it's fucking two idiot kids. Like, I don't know what happened, oh, but no. these two ch- kids got like charged with like third degree assault because like they were fucking. I don't know what happened. Essentially, some kid got a te- like a bad head injury based off some shit called hashtag skull breaker challenge. And apparently this shit was on some it wasn't it. The challenge was accepted. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, don't touch your face challenge. Don't touch your like maybe for the first time we should really be promoting masturbation of like if you want to touch yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's no seriously like because uh touching your eyes it doesn't go in through the eyes touching like other work it's just nose and mouth so touch just rubs it's the just shit nose out of your mouth. eyes i thought it was eyes too. no yeah eyes eyes i think you can get other viruses through the eyes but this one specifically oh. goes in through the nose and mouth according to that uh coronavirus expert but and that all of us his... will know someone with it Right. And yeah. that um have you heard this thing about how it's about to die? it'll die off for summer and then it'll come back like a monster bomb in the fall? Right. Yeah, have you heard yeah. that too? Yeah. I yeah. have heard that. Which in which case I feel like Southern California is a little bit for once um maybe advantageous to us that like the warmth cuz cuz it yeah, it it hangs in cold air way better. And so maybe the heat helps us? Yeah. Have Look. less I think I think probably even though it really is mostly touching surface. Imagine right. how we have to make this show if right. the, we can't go anywhere. Right, you know you're what gonna I mean? have to call in from. We we'll have to call in. Yeah, and we'll still make the show somehow. We'll do it somehow for some you way. You know, for you, if you're gang. alive, yeah. if you're out there, Zeitgang, let us know. Yeah, we'll just be casting into a. It'll be like the mist that Stephen King exactly. novel where we don't know if anybody's still alive out there. Let us know. Draw a tulip on your door. So we know. <laughs> well, Holly, it's been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Hey, uh, thanks so much, fellas. It was lovely to talk to you. Yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, uh, experience you? Uh, my Instagram is Holly Laurent, Um and um, my podcast is Mega. Hey. Where it's a fully improvised satire of characters who work at a fictional mega church. Mm. Very, very fun. If you like, kind of things in the flavor of like a Christopher Guest kind of vibe it's sort of like that yeah very very funny we have a, a comedian on every single episode uh weekly and they play a different character from the community of the mega church and it's very very fun yeah yeah it's really fun so mega the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts yeah and i know there are people who listen to the show where i start going down threads of old christianity like hymns songs whatever so if you like if you like that humor i definitely recommend mega it's it's yeah. hilarious especially you if you a very specific voice especially <laughs> if you know anything about that if world if you grew up in a church yeah because yeah. again your propensity and your memory to just summon bible verses like <laughs> Like a teacher, it chilled my spine, and I'm like, Holly's either the greatest research of all time, or she lived it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I speak the language. That's what makes me dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> 
my God, her eyes just started glowing yeah. red. Oh. Uh, <sighs> is there a tweet or some other work of social media, uh, Instagram posts that you've been enjoying? Uh, the last one I read about, I'm not on Twitter. I, I have a Twitter account, but it's mostly my husband uses it to promote our, our podcast. And mm. I don't get on there because it's such a scary wasteland. It's, mm. you know, for females or for any vulnerable people. It's just, it's like ruined so many lives and like, you know, the, 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 Twitter troll that runs our country was like, I can't, I just can't even go into that. But the last one I read about in the news that I really liked, speaking Mm. of the Twitter troll um, that is in the White House, is um, uh, the, how, how the president hated the, that Parasite won the Mm. Academy Awards because, um, and the tweet that I read about that I really liked was that the um, parent company who made Parasite, they tweeted, um, we totally understand you know, why he wouldn't like the movie because he can't read. Right. Which, which is, I believe to be true. Which, which a lot of our friends who work at SNL said that like in before he was elected, yeah. when he was on there, that like when he came to table read and stuff, like he could not read. Yeah. He couldn't read. Yeah. I and, think he can't even read. Yeah. What's he doing on prompter then? Is, does he have an earwig in or something? I don't know. Like a content? I, I don't does know. Does he use prompters? Uh, Clearly, because there's times where he's not doing his like jazz solos of just obscenities and bullshit. So, oh yeah, State of the Union. I I I just can't listen. He has a great memory. He get he's given like (laughs) two speeches where he read off prompter. It's easy the State of the Union. Yeah, he's the president. But they all were every single like his speechwriters have to have every single word has to be four letters or less. Right. It's quite a challenge yeah. to come up with a whole statement. I wonder statement. if they're all spelled phonetically or something. A hundred percent. Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and also my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, where we talk about 90 Day Fiance, high off that shit with me and Sophie Alexandra. Check the show out. You don't have to watch 90 Day Fiance to like this show. Trust us. You might just like listening to Miles High. Yeah, and actually, most a lot of people or do elevated. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people call <laughs> in, write in and say, "I actually don't watch the show, but it's so thorough. I don't need to, and it's just hilarious because you just like to talk that talk." Um, okay, some tweets that I like. Uh, actually, they're both from Reductress. First one is urgent. Cat covering eyes with paw while sleeping. (laughs) If you like cats like I do, it's my favorite thing to see. And also, uh, recently, Her Majesty, uh, we took a detour along the way to get something to eat. She needed to get some kind of makeups and eyeliners. And this tweet reminded me of this, also from Reductress. I tried 30 different eyeliners, and they were all Sharpies. (laughs) I don't even know what that means, but I like like the construction. I like it. Uh, that song Tilted where she talks about doing her face up with magic marker. There you go. Or doing her makeup. I forget what it is. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, Sophia Benoit tweeted, sure. Me saying no to something I don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> Hannah Rose Woods said, wow, it's crazy how diseases can also go viral. And Justin Rowan tweeted, uh, there's a article, someone tweeted, Steph Curry has been determined in preparing to play on March 1st, but sides determined Friday that he will not return Sunday versus Wizards. And Justin Rowan tweeted, blew a 3-1 return date uh, because he blew the 3-1 series lead. Was mean. Um, Okay, and then this one uh, I very much identified with, stay free tweeted work ever kick your ass so bad you drive the speed limit home with no music playing uh, 
you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be? Uh, this is from Jungle, the band from England. Uh, this is off the album Forever. It's called Cause You're Mine, but it's one word, C-O-S-U-R-M-Y-N-E. See how they did that there? It's got like, it's a little bit different than their traditional like sort of funk band setup. There's like a really interesting sort of like piano loop sample in there along with their nice falsetto vocals. But, you know, check this out, uh, you know, as you're getting your... Get your honey ready in your hips for the mm. weekend. Mm. It's hump day, baby. Hump day. Uh, well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.